This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guest today is an actor and a New York sports fan. Please welcome to the show, Jerry Ferrara. You're getting bucket buckets. I should have asked you beforehand if it was Ferrara. You got it right. Oh, okay. Nailed it. It's a 50-50. It's either Ferrara or Ferrara. That's right. All are fine, but it is actually Ferrara. Okay. So I said that, right? You got it right. Because I got to Jerry, and then every synapse in my brain started like firing at the same time. What do I do? And then within microseconds, I don't even remember what happened. It's a lot of R's. Yeah. Jerry Ferrara is a lot of R's. <laughs> Jara Ferrara. Yeah, is exactly. It, is it Jerry? It is Jerry, yeah. Short for nothing. It is short for for nothing. I am named after my grandfather, who was Jerry, but he was from Italy. His his real name is actually Celestino. My mom showed a little mercy and did not give me Jesus. A Celestino Ferrara. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld Jerry. is Jerome. That's right. That's right. No, I'm just Jerry. It's yeah, kind of. I like that. It is, although we're in the midst of picking baby names because we're having a boy. And oh. When you look up my name it, on all the baby names, it's like. You won't really meet too many babies named Jerry. You're more likely to meet someone's grandfather named Jerry, which to me is That's even more cool of a now. reason to, to now name it's him back. Jerry. Yeah, it's back. Are most Jerry's short for something? I think so. There's a lot of uh, Gerald. Oh yeah, uh, Jerry with Gerard, a G. Jerome. No, yes. yeah. Jerry is usually a nickname. I think you're doing it right. I'm trying. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by. Uh, I start, I, or at least I, say, I should say I try to start every episode with a warm-up just to get us into the basketball spirit. I know you're a Knicks fan. Yes. This is what I came up with. Okay. There, I looked up the Knicks' leading rebounders in franchise history. Okay. And only 11 of them played for the Knicks since Patrick Ewing. 1983. 11 since Ewing have, are, were their leading, like season long leading rebounds? No, I'm saying the most Nick, the most rebounds for the Knicks. For the Knicks. That's right. So Ewing is number one. Right. And then there's 10 others in the top 50. Who you got? I, I definitely know Kurt Thomas has to be on there. That was great. He was ninth. He, I couldn't yeah, believe no, that. Big, big, big time, <laughs> big time rebounder. That's um, right. Kurt Thomas is ninth all time. Uh, God, does, does Marcus Camby, was Camby he Camby makes Long the cut, he 33. Cut. Marcus Camby makes the cut. Yep. Um, so it's since 83, so since 94 83. is applicable? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so an Oakley's number. Oakley's number three number all time. Three. Yeah. Did Mason put in work on the boards? He did. <laughs> You're doing great so far. Anthony Mason, 18th all time. Okay. So now Ewing we is start one. getting. Yeah. You're now. missing somebody in between Kurt Thomas and Anthony Mason, which is another person that surprised me. I'll give you a hint. He's white. Keith Van Horn. <laughs> no? That's a great guess. Is it true? It is not true. Chris Dudley? No. <laughs> Yale's own Chris Dudley? No. Unfortunately not. This is a guy who... I almost don't believe the fact, but I read it and looked it up, and it's true. He was a leading rebounder? Lefty, power forward, traded to Golden State afterwards, I believe. Oh, David Lee. That's David right. L- oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. he was on I the forget? Knicks long I, enough. Yes. No, David Lee was, was, was a very—I think he had a couple of 10-rebound seasons in Yeah, there. that's what it is. Uh, they add up quickly. A couple of double-double seasons, yeah. Um, <sighs> all right, so we got number one, three, nine, 14, 18 are all done. There's no way Eddie Curry makes the list. Eddie Curry was close but did not make did the not cut. Did not make—no, so that's Marcus not Marcus Camby official, was good, yeah. That's not—I mean— there's some really famous people in that, on that list. I'll give you a hint. One guy's really known, as, known for his scoring, not his rebounding, but he got there. Mello? Mello's number 19. Number 19 really? all time. Yeah. I think people don't stick, well, so, stick around with the Knicks I was saying, Amari wasn't long enough. Amari but... was 37th. It what? counts. We got three Knicks players left in the top 40 drafted since. Larry Johnson? 
Larry Johnson, great job. Number 34. We're now oh we're just missing. Well, I'm like sweating now. Like I, I'm genuinely working. I'm like, I'm pulling. I'm 39 now. So these these names don't really. No, it's right. a, a good warm up because once we're done, it's like at the gym. You want to get a sweat going. You got you to get, because yeah. you could get hurt if you That's don't. That's right. All right. So there's two more. Mm-hmm. Or three more. Two more. One, another scorer from the early 2000s. Uh, game five buzzer beater was it? Allen Houston. Allen Houston, number thirty-one. It, really? Was that a game five buzzer beater? That was, that was a game on? five buzzer beater off the front of the rim yeah, and then bounced in. and then uh, and then bounced in. Yeah, that's right. Number thirty-one. I just, did, all I just never thought of Allen Houston as a as a rebounder. Right. I guess with the Knicks, if you just stick around for five years, you're going to get four boards a game. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, you're accidentally and, in the top fifty, all and time. that'll get you in there. Uh, I really thought Chris Dudley would have made it. Yeah, how is Chris Dudley below Allen Houston? Cantor was. Wasn't wasn't around long? No, enough, he was right. Not. Although he grabbed a lot of boards for his limited time. One last hint is that he's currently an LA Laker. He's currently. Oh, Tyson Chandler! That's I right. Got that Tyson defensive Chandler. player of the year and the last uh, playoff appearance for the Knicks was the Tyson Chandler. What year was? Oh, that was 12, 13, I think. <laughs> yeah. When they beat the Celtics in the first round, and then they lost to the Pacers when like Roy Hibbert blocked Melo at the rim like three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Who and got that? Was like Roy Hibbert's the best. That was two rebounds for Melo. That's why he's <laughs> on the list right now because so Roy Hibbert more used left. to block him. No, that was it. That was it. Those were all the players since was, Ewing drafted. That was an intense warm-up, man. Yeah, that, that was, was not intense. easy. It's usually easier. It's usually like points scored or like players on this specific team, but I wanted to give you a little trickiest bit of a Trickiest one I'm going to say was Allen Houston. Trickiest yeah. one to get. I would not. That's one I would not have gotten on my own. I also didn't realize David Lee was there long enough. I knew David that because Lee? when I started to actually go to a lot of Nick games was the Nate Robinson, David Lee rookie. That was like our young yeah. core draft. 2005 or so. 2005. So I was going to a lot of games then. Um, and David Lee's lone all-star appearance was with the Knicks. Wow, he was an all-star. He was an all-star one year. And a, and a very, very famous tip-in with uh, point one. He, the tip rule is because of him. Wait, that was in an All-Star or a real game? That was a real game, I believe, against the Charlotte, then Bobcats. Okay. Point one left. Knicks down by one, inbounding, uh-huh. and they threw an inbound lob. So from like sort of the mid-court yeah. hash mark, a lob, and David Lee jumped up and tipped it. So legally, with point one, that's how you know you, you can do only that. do the tip. That's right. Yeah, that was his. That was his thing. I, I think so. I think that's when everyone <laughs> discovered. Oh, okay. So that's that's the most you could do with point yeah. one seconds. I still don't know how. At point three, I think, is the cutoff, right? Point four. Point is, four, you could do catch and shoot. Which, Derek which, Fisher. Yes. Well, I the the I believe the rule was made, which we could sort of get into. We were talking a little off air. The first Nick game I ever watched. Whoa. Wait, this is your earliest Knicks memory? This is my my first Knicks memory where I knew what was going on and I was all in. And my 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 loyalty was sort of up for grabs. It was oh, wow. a wow. You were a free agent. I think it was eighty nine. Wait, is this the Trent Tucker rule? It's the Trent Tucker rule. Which so this was, is the rule. I believe it was on Martin Luther King Day. So it which was the my birthday, maybe the noon game. They always <laughs> do like the Knicks always have like the twelve o'clock mm-hmm. game on Martin Luther King Day. Knicks Bulls. So now I'm watching, and I'm starting to. I'm playing a little basketball in gym. I'm starting to watch, and I'm like, wow, this this Michael Jordan guy is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I like the Bulls. Yeah. He's scoring like 35 points. I have a New York friend who just grew up rooting for the Bulls because he's like, Michael Jordan's great. I don't give the, a shit where he's from. It was the first thing I'm watching. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's <clears throat> breath. The announcers are just marveling at him. Yeah. But then the Knicks came all the way back 
And then they ran that play with point one, and Trent Tucker threw it up from the corner for three and hit it, and game over. It was a walk-off. And that's where he started saying, wait, can you get a shot off in, in point, point one, one seconds? <laughs> so that was the rule, I think. That was my fir- my earliest real Knicks memory where I was fully aware of the players and everything that was going on. Safe to say truck, uh, Trent Tucker doesn't make that you're a Bulls fan here today? Is that safe to say? Safe to say. He made that miracle shot. Not only won the game, but your fandom. It would have been tough. I mean, I think maybe I probably still would have came around because, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you really, like, if you're a Bulls fan, I, we had a few growing up, and we we tormented those guys yeah. you know, in the schoolyard when we were hooping. So. They, <laughs> but they were probably fine with it because of what was going on at Well, MSG. yeah, they had the last laugh every year. So <laughs> right. ultimately, we were just bitter about it. I want to see, like, a sliding doors moment of your life of Trent Tucker As missing that fan. shot. Yeah. You're not an actor. I, want, I probably have less gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't see any yeah, from here. You look a little younger. Yeah. Uh, so if that's your earliest, happiest Knicks memory, what's your saddest Knicks memory? <sighs> it's kind of uh, tough because it's like the, a constant erosion, but what's the one moment where you're heartbroken? The saddest was... Uh, I remember the the first the first moment of sadness, but now then I'll... There's, there's three main, main ones, but the first one ever was... Ironically, Knicks Bulls. Yeah. 1993. Charles Smith. Charles Smith. So Knicks go he up 2 0. The Starks. Yeah. You would think. Well, maybe that was part of the issue <laughs> right. with Charles Charles Forward Smith, as he said in all his intros. I'm Charles Forward Smith. Like, we know you're a forward, dude. You don't have to. Um, yeah. Knicks go up 2 0. Uh-huh. The Starks dunk happens. It's like all the momentum. And then you go to, back to United Center. You lose two. So Which is now expected. we're coming back to yeah. the Garden. Game <clears throat> five. And it was just a battle. That game, I watched that game from start to finish. I remember random plays in that game. All get the Charles Smith moment happens. And I, I was 12 years old. I cried. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was the first, the most painful is game seven against the Rockets. Was that crying or was that? That was full-fledged tears <laughs> because, again, I believe up go up 2-0, I want to say. Against the Rockets? Oh Yeah. All I know is we were up at 1.32. That was also at the game two. It was the OJ game where they, like, bust into the broadcast. June 14th, 1994. And I actually have watched. This is so this is so stupid, but you know, uh, jet blue has the direct TV. So you get the NBA network and they do in the summer when there's no basketball hard hard classics. classics. <laughs> and on a flight, maybe this past summer, they showed game seven Knicks rockets. And I'm like yelling at the TV on a six hour flight to Starks LA. Starks isn't going to go two for 18 again, is he? And Amir, I'm telling you, it was so, there was like a play that no one talks about two minutes left with the ball. To, like Oakley had the rebound and just lost it yeah. out of bounds. <laughs> It was just... It, it was a close game, wasn't it? It was such a close game. If you really go back and watch even the last two minutes, like right there for the... Ta- like right there. That's the crazy thing. We remember the results of these games, but then like when you go back and watch it, you're like, wait, if Oakley doesn't just dribble the ball off his foot, that could not only change the course of that game, but like um, human history. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so that was 94. So I was uh, 13 or 14. June 17th, I should say, not June 14th. And June that, 17th. Yes. And that's when we used to go, like my friends and I would all hang out in the schoolyard at night and like attempt to try to drink beers or That's something. Cool. Yeah. I might have downed the Zima that yeah. night for all I know. <laughs> you were in my, eight. Right? In my depression, <laughs> I might have just chugged a 40 of old E. It, it hurt. That was that was real pain. And then the um the 
the loss to the Pacers. I didn't cry, but by that point, I was sort of starting to feel. I was used to the pain. That was the Reggie Miller choke. Um, it was the Reggie Miller choke, and then that game, whatever it was, six or seven, Ewing missed the finger roll. Yeah. Point blank range, finger roll would have ended it, and it just bounced off the back of the rim. Yeah. I didn't cry then, but I was used to the pain. <laughs> okay, so flash forward, there's 10 more years of, you know, pain and Eddie Curry, Jamal Crawford. Jerome James's great contract, yeah. two are you, years, $36 million or something. Are you... Isaiah Thomas is coaching the team. Are you as big of a Knicks fan then as you are now? Does Huge. It, does it hurt you? Does it does the does the flame dim a little bit because the team is just so it below nev- average for so long? It really never has. I mean, um, the the thing that I now the point I am at now and why I'm actually okay with the goings on now is yeah. because I feel like for so many years as Knicks fans we were sort of sold a bill of goods, which was. <laughs> We're rebuilding and also trying to stay competitive. The dangerous Which double is, move. It, it almost, you can't really do that. You, so, but we, all, we always believed it. Like, all right, we're going we're gonna to maybe try to squeak in the playoffs, five or 16. Yeah. We're all still holding on to that magical 99 run yep. where 8C to the Anything finals. Like, hey, happen. just get in the playoffs. Allen Houston. That was the, yeah, the Allen <laughs> Houston year. And... Um, now I'm okay with it. Where like, and honestly, I don't. Wa- I mean, I still go to a lot of Nick games. Um, I certainly have checked out to a degree. Like I, I watch the games. I keep an eye on the young guys. But yeah, I, I and I'm gonna say I'm okay with the losing. I don't like it. But and this me. I remember everyone used to always say the Knicks should tank. The Knicks should tank. And three years ago, I'd be I'd be arguing, no, we yeah. don't tank with the Knicks. <laughs> just try and get in the playoffs. And I defended the Derrick Rose trade <laughs> and the Noah signing. <laughs> Finally, is all erupted to a point where I'm like, no, no, this is the right thing to do. So that happened to me. This is right. Yeah, that happened to me for the first time as a Lakers fan right. the last four years, where it's like. I'm my body and my DNA on a cellular level. I'm watching the game and I'm rooting for them to win. But then when they lose, I'm a, I'm good with that. I right. like that too. So I kind of like you. Kind of have it both ways. You root uh, for them to win, and when they probably don't, you're happy. Are you happy with everything? I mean, we don't have to segue to Laker talk yet. No, but, yeah, uh, we, uh, certainly. It's been a it's been an interesting time. It's been an interesting time overall. I'm happy because you know LeBron James. Is on you got LeBron team. James. Yeah, I, mean, so, I can only. Yeah, I'm get, not worried. I'm not too worried because you know this was a four year plan. We're in year point six seven or whatever. Two thirds of the way through year one. I'm optimistic about making the playoffs this year. Um, All right, I got even a if we don't. I'm flipping the script on yeah. you. And then we should go back to the Knicks for sure. Let's do it. But as a fan of the game, and I, like I said, I may not watch all the Knicks games as, as I used to. I may not mm-hmm. watch all 82, but I watch as many NBA games as I can. Hey, if you watch eight Nick games this year, I'm considering I've you I've been a fan. to eight Nick games this year. <laughs> I've been live to eight Nick games, so that's, I definitely qualify. You check off, yeah. That counts. How, even if... Anthony Davis got traded. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand as a super fan, or I think a super fan. Is that team making the playoffs? Is LeBron, Anthony Davis, and whatever is left and whatever buyouts you come up with, is that threatening the Warriors for the title? Well, those are two different questions. That team is making the playoffs, but that team is not threatening the Warriors. But isn't the point of like getting the playoffs and LeBron turns it on? Yes. Yes. I I just don't. But that's just step one. You have LeBron and AD, and then we can do... Then you could build the following year, but this year doesn't really... So you just... I'm building for the future. And Davis is 25. 
But do you not put any value in the plan of like, let him finish out his contract and sign him and keep maybe two of, maybe keep Kuzma and Ingram and may, or two of the three. Personally, I'm good with that because I really like Lonzo and Ingram and Kuzma. It's LeBron's clock and it's Magic Johnson. He's like the star power. We need show time. And like, he's like on a two year plan and he's like, we got LeBron. Let's fucking do this, which I understand. But at the same time, I'm not too eager to see. I think Lonzo is great. I think Kuzma's great. I think Ingram's yeah, playing well. Yeah, look, it's a little different than like what the Knicks did with Melo because Melo was it's actually even worse because he he didn't have a year left. He had 3 months left. That's on right. His and deal. they were not doing anything that year and, anyway. And you know, they we gave up Gallinari, Mozgov, Felton who was actually playing good, <laughs> right. Chandler and a pick that turned out to be Jamal Murray. I had to track down like <laughs> whatever happened to that pick? It's Jamal Murray. So uh, right, but the Lakers wouldn't have done. The Lakers traded their core, but they still had LeBron, so it was a little different. Do you have any, like, do you look at D'Angelo Russell romantically at all anymore? Like, man, we were just two ships passing each other in the wrong time. What I what what he would fit so nice. He's great. What frustrates me about D'Angelo is that like everyone when the Lakers draft someone and they're not great right away, they're like, fuck that guy. He's He's a well, that's almost everybody now. Fucked up. He's second. I'm like, all right, he's 19 years old. Yeah. And now that same player is 22, and he's like, you guys, you idiots, why'd you why'd you trade him? (laughs) You didn't have to. He was gonna be awesome. It's like, well, you can't make fun of me for drafting a bust and then get mad at make fun of me for trading him. Everybody gets worried now if, uh, like, even like Dennis Smith Jr., which, look, whatever your opinion is of him, if you think he's a a good player, an average player, or a potentially good player, he's 21 years old. He's been in the league for not even, like, a year and a half. Like, he's not what he's going to be. Exactly. But something happened in Dallas where he's like, nope, (laughs) nope, that's not a good asset anymore. Get him out of here. Yeah, We say the same thing about my boy Frank in New York, although now he's kind of going on a year and a half where he's, He's not showing. Yeah, that's the thing. You want to see. You want to see flashes. So right. like Lonzo last year, flashes, like, flashes. Like whoa, one game he had like 27, 11, and nine. Like that's yes. great. Like, but he's young. It, you can't do it consistently. With Frank, ha- have you seen a game or two stretch where he's like, oh, okay, if he can make that consistently, he'd be worth no, the. No, the only thing I've seen, and I actually still I'm a believer, uh, hopelessly. But um, <laughs> I look, I've seen it defensively. There's been mo- like. Four game stretches where it's like, yeah. oh, this guy's like uh, pretty much an almost an all defensive player now, and he's twenty years old. So, which is great. There is potential defensive player of the year potential there, which is great, and maybe is justifies a seventh overall, eighth <laughs> overall pick. Maybe it does. Maybe the offensive game is regressing, which, <laughs> which is, is rare. You yeah, rarely see the the sophomore slump. It's it's one thing, and I still and then again, if you really want to get into it with the Knicks, like. They kind of knew they were firing Phil Jackson, but they still let him make the pick. He made the pick, and then they fire him. <laughs> yeah, like Just if you fire. don't trust him. Either let him, let him make the pick and finish it out or fire him before the pick. Who'd Similar, like David Griffin was made. Now there's like the story David Griffin was maybe going to take the job as like Nick's GM, and then they yeah. signed Tim Hardaway Jr. while he was on the plane. <laughs> and he landed. He's like, no, no, I'm not. No, no. I'm going to turn around. No. Never mind. Yeah, well, you signed the guy. You used like sixty percent of our cap before I even touched down at JFK. I was watching Game Seven of the fucking '94 Finals. Right, I right. sit down and now I have Tim Hardaway Jr. for four for seventy-two it's, years. Uh, but I, 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 I do tell people who want to ask, like, well, my feelings on the Knicks is I am genuinely all in on what they're doing because now I, for the first time in a while, feel like 
the fans have been told the plan. We see it, <laughs> and it, it, and they we see them actually doing it. We're gonna try to get the number one, number one pick. You're gonna try. We're gonna try to sign two amazing <laughs> max free agents yep. and see what and happens. That's, and we're gonna try to develop Knox and. Mitchell Robinson is the guy I'm like the most excited about. Right, Mitchell Robinson he, Jr. No, no, uh, Mitchell Robinson who has a, is he a junior? Maybe. Is he a junior? He's the the guy they took in the second round, the seven High, who hadn't like played basketball footer. in a year. <laughs> right. It's like seven one, like a seven four wingspan. <laughs> That's who, right. Who like kind of moves moves at least a little bit like Giannis. He's yep. not yep, Giannis. Yep, yep. He, but to, if you take your glasses off and look at him, it could be honest. Yeah, like similar, but he is just, I mean, I think he's like led the league in blocks mm-hmm. since Christmas or something. So, Quick break to say thank you to SeatGeek. You know, getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. That's why I trust SeatGeek. It searches across multiple ticket sites and it grades every ticket based on value. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you're not going to do that thing where you get to the arena and they're like, sorry, these are fake, and you have to look to your partner and say, I I did something illegal. I need you to run right now. I actually have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for Laker tickets. It's easy, it's affordable, and they show you the best value right there on the app so you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. And best of all, my listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase if you download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code BUCKETS today. That's promo code BUCKETS for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks, SeatGeek. I noticed you glossed over, and maybe that's because you were trying to repress the memory uh, of a recent transaction uh, your boy, your your star player, Chris Tapps, you're looking at me confused. You're wondering, know, petting Frankie, wondering what, what went wrong. Um, what were your thoughts on Porzingis? Wasn't he your Mitchell Robinson before there was a Mitchell Robinson? Oh, he was even more than He was Patrick Ewing. He was. You know, he was franchise He savior. was the most optimistic you were yeah, right, in um, the last 15, 20 years. I, I, it, this is tough because I have not been this excited about a Knicks player. I was, I was super excited when we got Melo, but I knew at the time, like, uh, we're giving up so much. Um, I've actually gotten to know him a little bit from going to the games. Um, I have a couple of cool stories with him. So, like, I also have that connection. I joke around with my friends. I'm like, that's my, that's my nephew, Porzingis, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it sucks, man. It hurts. Like I, I just don't. I wish it could have been worked out. I, I am, I'm okay with the business aspect of it. Like I, I understand. Like yeah. they made. They're going with this plan of cap space. The only way to do that was to attach an asset. We only have two extremely valuable assets: Porzingis or our draft pick this year. To me, that's what it seemed like was going to be the factor of how, and and that's what they decided to do. I wish they could have tried to emotionally make it work <laughs> right? because man, you want to talk about Nick fans getting excited. The first two months of last season. Yeah. He, when he was an MVP candidate, like I mean, hitting game it, winners. it just was, that's the thing is like, I think with all injuries, you, you forget how good these guys were when they go away for a while. I think the one thing I'm worried about is like Nick fans are kind of taking the like, yeah, yeah, get rid of him. He doesn't yeah. want to be here. Get rid of him. Yes, I agree. <laughs> But do we remember how good he was? <laughs> no, now the like, Knicks fans are telling themselves, well, what if he's not the same he's player? He's always hurt and, yeah. and, and he fell off. <laughs> right? True. All true. 
but there was like stretches where it's like, oh my god, this guy's playing a level of bad. He's he's a monster. He's yeah, he's, he's a, a Kevin monster. Durant, but even taller for somehow. He yeah, I, I'm a firm believer, and I, maybe I'm wrong. I think that he will be kind of what the center position will be will become. He's still a four right now, yeah. and he's maybe not necessarily strong enough. But I think maybe once he is, maybe he's when he's 26 in two years. <laughs> Um, you he's know, gotta be younger than that, isn't he? Well, maybe three years. He might. Yeah. He's either twenty. I think he's twenty three. Maybe twenty four. Wow. I want to say twenty three. It also freaked me out to, to he's know 23. that twenty three. Giannis is only twenty four. Can you think about that for a minute? I looked that up after watching Finding Giannis <laughs> before the All Star break. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's so good. Isn't Giannis also Porzingis' brother's slash agent's name? Yes, there is a, a there is a connection there. Yeah. Good catch. Um, There's Giannis do, Porzingis and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I do think Porzingis maybe when that time in the NBA does go in that direction is going to be like the kind of five that you would make in a laboratory. Yeah, it so. would come out looking like uh, Chris Stapps. So now he's gone, and you're. Where I'm a wreck. Did, you, did you did you vacillate back and forth between thank you and fuck you and get out of here and come back and. I never really go to fuck you. I really don't. It's I, you're I mean, not you the have Michael to, Rappaport Knicks fan. No, not at all. So no, not at all. And part of my story with Porzingis was, you know, when he got drafted, everybody booed, and a lot of Knicks personalities, Nick fan personalities, yeah. were like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Who is there? Who do people want?" Um. Uh. No. No. Hold on. Like well, Moody A. I think went late, which is amazing. We have all the guys that yeah. we wanted. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Um, Moody A. was one. Yeah. And what? I remember that was the D'Angelo, Chris Towns. Yeah, it was Towns, Kat. Russell, Okafor. Porzingis, Porzingis, maybe Moody A. went five, or maybe Hazonia went five. Right. Who we also have, by the way. <laughs> That's you right. Do, you're just stocking up assets from that draft. We have more lottery picks from the last three years than <laughs> think about it, Dennis Smith Jr. We had Porzingis. If it doesn't work out with your team, send him on over to send the Send him on over. We'll, we'll take we'll, him. We'll fix him up. Uh, here we go. Porzingis, his own is correct. Uh, Colley Stein, Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow. Every Oh, so I actually at the time, if I had to choose, I remember I was very pro-Justice Winslow. Right. Uh, and I still am. I think Justice Winslow is great. When Porzingis got drafted and everybody did their 30-second fuck you video, yep. I just remember getting on Twitter and just saying, look, I don't know much about this guy. I've seen some footage. Looks interesting. I'm reserving judgment. So maybe mm -hmm. it's an unfair thing to say. But I went to Summer League that year, that summer, his rookie summer, because I was actually playing in a over 35 fantasy <laughs> camp league. Yeah, that happened. USA that's Basketball. A that's a different episode. That might be a different <laughs> – you might not even want that on your – yeah. That might not – I don't know. Um, we'll get to so, that later. In between being in Vegas for five days for that, I'm like, oh, I got to check out Summer League. And I went to, to a couple of the Porzingis games. Wow. And I just remember like, oh, my God. No, this guy moves different. And he's got like the Olajuwon shake yeah. fade away. I'm like, no. And then I declared publicly to my whatever following, <laughs> not big following, like this guy's going to be really good. Okay. So you he put stamp, on a, stamp of approval before his first game. Yes. And so now I'm back in New York. I'm at work one day uh, on set and my phone's blowing up. Now it's the season. This start is, is like two weeks in. Porzingis is already off to a pretty good start. 
And apparently Porzingis went on like the Michael K show or something in New York. And they asked him, you know, who are you most excited to see in like Celebrity Row when you're playing at the Garden? Wow. And sure as shit, for whatever reason, he said me. Wow. And I'm a firm believer in like, <laughs> I think he just did the math of like, this is the one guy who's verified on Twitter that didn't shit on me. <laughs> you think he's reading So he's mentions. now my favorite actor. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, he was like 12 when Entourage came out. <laughs> yeah, people watched it at age Maybe 12. his older brother liked 12 it. 12 or 18, yeah. So. Giannis, and, you think Giannis is a big fan? I, I, I think so. Giannis Porzingis, of course. Giannis Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened and then I'm freaking out and then that, Later that day, or maybe the next day, the Knicks reached out and were like, you got to come to a game. We want you guys to meet. Holy shit. So I go to a Knicks game that night or the next night, and then they walk me out to center court, and I, I, I we have a hug at That's center amazing. court. I have the picture. So I get very emotional. Well, you have a picture with Porzingis? I have a picture of us just, I'm like staring He's lovingly what, 18 at inches taller than you? 20 at inches least, taller? <laughs> at least. <laughs> so he he was my favorite Nick and uh, since probably Patrick Ewing. Did you ever DM him after that? I would have. I, I would have tried to create this person. I haven't. I, no idea. Yes, yes. We've we've communicated. I thought you meant after the trade. No, <laughs> no, no. Now we're scoring. Love that to you. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we we've DM here and there. I've seen him at a couple of like. Uh, gaming events or sneaker events in New York and always like even at games he would come over and say hello he'd say hello to my wife and like That's maybe beautiful. even call her Mrs. Ferrara wow he's just like a, he's like a respectful dude so so why did he want to leave I don't I you know I don't know I think one day we'll we'll get the story um, according to his Instagram story we'll we'll one day know the truth yeah I think somewhere in the middle between maybe him not wanting to maybe him wanting to win now and they wanting to go after these free agents somewhere in the middle is what happened. And I am in on the Knicks plan though. Um, it is a very risky plan. It is. And in the, the next, you know, we set it off air. I think the next four months will determine maybe the next five to 10 years. That's the thing. The, so. the, the range of events that could happen <sighs> spans all the way from like Goran Dragic to right. Anthony Davis, KD, Kyrie, and Zion. It, it's, it really, <laughs> it, it is going to dictate the next five plus years for so sure. What's your level of optimism right now? I'd be a little more optimistic if we didn't decide to fully go after the number one pick with the lottery odds leveling, flattening. Smoothing I would have been a little because we are the worst. We have the worst record in the league, and it might as well awesome. be the third worst, right? This year. Um, but yeah, that's what's, I just, that's still I just only fifteen percent, fourteen percent. I'm a believer in storylines, right? Like more than anything, I don't like do predictions based on my knowledge because I don't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of always you know a try lot to, about basketball at least. I try to do my predictions on like what what headline can I read? What storyline can yeah. I see? It's almost like the basketball gods dictating what you think will happen. I really could see Zion Williamson, especially when that du when Duke played at the Garden. That's I the just, thing. Like, well, Zion. Like, I can't imagine Zion Williamson playing for the Phoenix Suns next year. It's really likely. It's just as likely as the Knicks. Yeah, or the Cavs, who had for, four number one picks <laughs> right. in eight years. For some reason, it just doesn't like Zion at MSG. Just it feels like. I'm destiny. sorry, Cav if there's any Cavs fans listening, and I'm not a Cavs <laughs> hater. My wife is from Cleveland. Okay, so that allows I, you. I root for the Browns. Oh, I root that's for great. the Indians. That's I, great. I call it my team in law. That's Those nice. are my team in laws. I like that a lot. But fuck you if you get the first round pick. <laughs>
You should get all rights revoked after the Anthony Bennett. Like, come on, man. Like, Were you at that summer league? He no, looked great I was that not. Summer league. I mean, yeah. you got LeBron, you got Kyrie, Bet. Like, enough with Wiggins, the, three, Bennett. No, Wiggins, it, enough with the first round picks. Yeah. Now, had enough. To have Zion again. Or, I don't know, it just doesn't, it, it feels like destiny to have Zion become this player right now while the Knicks are tanking. It just seems like a collision course for each other. Well, then you could, you could, you could, if he is a transcendent player, um, and I don't know if there's been a college player who's been hyped like this probably since LeBron, right? Yeah. Would you say? I mean. uh, LeBron in high school, not even in college. So like Zion has has had that extra year. I mean, Zion did the one, he would have went right from high school if he could have, but. I want to say Zion is more so because of social media. We're seeing all of his dunks. Yeah. And we're seeing it in HD and we're seeing it in slow motion. We're seeing him 360 from the free throw I'm a big fan of overtime on Twitter. Yeah, and the, and yeah. you know you're watching 14 year olds dunking right of course right I'm wa- and it's cool now it's like literally it's almost the account of like watch all the players you loved in the 90s kids <laughs> dunk on people exactly. Glenn Robinson the fourth is playing yeah <laughs> um, but yeah he I think I don't know if any any draftee has been this hyped since LeBron that's right and uh, it seems like it's rightfully so. It Nobody's ser- screaming bust potential with Zion. Right. Either. It would rewrite then if they got Zion the Knicks, and then if Zion does what everyone potentially thinks he could do, you could say all the non tanking years and the Derrick Rose that like all that stuff was worth it because it got us this point. And that's probably the only <laughs> way the story could have been written to get us to this point. I sound crazy right now. That's right. And I the, sound crazy <laughs> unless it happens. Do you think that affects? You think because the draft. Or at least the draft selection is going to happen before free agency. No, they'll they'll both happen before free agency is not till July. The lottery is yeah, May. but I mean it's almost like if the Knicks get the first pick, I, I it's a no doubter, right? Whoever yeah. gets the first pick. So, but if do you they, think that'll attract a free agent? You think Kevin Durant is waiting to see if they get Zion? It doesn't seem like that will affect where Kyrie decides to go. I think Kyrie actually has maybe like the second or third most power of any player right now because I think there's a lot of guys who want to play with him yep. and you know he's a free agent like I I could see him re-signing with Boston and maybe then Anthony Davis decides that's where he would like to go I could see him coming to the Knicks and then him and Durant are like let's do that like I am all for the players controlling their destiny like this I think it's great a lot of people shit on it I think yeah. it's awesome I don't mind as someone who's rooting for a team with two max cap spaces, like, you think it's awesome, right? But I, I even thought it was awesome before. Like I, I'm again, I, I didn't hate on the Durant to the Warriors thing. Like I certainly was like, wow, there's gonna be a lot of boring regular season games, right? But um, I mean, even when they, even in the last two championships where they sort, they, they kind of handled Cleveland easily. Yeah. The first three games of all those series were some of the most, the best basketball I've ever seen. That's right. Yeah, to so, see LeBron try to battle this super team was interesting. Yeah, it just, I just, I, I just think that's been one of the greatest. LeBron versus the Warriors has been one of the greatest five-year stretches I think we've had. And if the Lakers make it to the playoffs, it'll be in the first round instead of it would the be finals. Fa- and that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so. that's another thing the basketball gods seem to be wanting to happen. You talk about like seeing the headlines before they happen. Yeah, I think I think it's fine for the... I, I like the players controlling their destiny because... You look at stuff like what happened with Isaiah Thomas, where that dude like put it all on the line, his and they body his ass out. after his sister passed away, yeah. and, and took control of the city, and then it's just like, no, no, you, 
your damaged goods, your body's not working. <laughs> your hip hurts, you're out. so we'll, we'll have him now instead. Which is, by the way, that's fine. That's business. Yeah. So I just think what the players are doing is business. So in as a Knicks fan, what's your ideal? What's your wet dream? What do you go to <laughs> sleep and you wake up and you're like, oh, I just had the most amazing thought, and it's who on the Knicks? Durant, Kyrie, Zion. <laughs> Durant, <sighs> KD, Kyrie Irving, I don't Zion. even know where they all play. I don't even know what... <laughs> I don't even know positions everybody play. Like, it seems like what, Zion a four, but KD's a four, or is, or is KD he a, a three? three? Yeah, is that's... Zion a five? <laughs> then, is he a point center? If, <laughs> as long as Mitchell Robinson can find his place to start in that starting lineup, that's probably. I, I can't think of a better utopic scenario. Because <laughs> then they keep all their youngsters. They still got Kevin Knox, Knox is still around. You could keep Dennis Smith Jr. Frank Nicolina, is still around. Yeah. Um, Alonzo Trier is one of the best kind of best stories of, this, of the year, undrafted, you know. And the one thing, this is going to be real nerdy, like inside Let's get baseball. There. Like, Let's do it. Say what you want about the Knicks, but their G League team has sort of been like a guard resurgent factory. Who, like, who do they bring up? You know, Langston Galloway was a guy who didn't, you know, went into the Knicks G League and now he's a big time he's a rotational player Trey Burke revitalized his career yeah. through who's, the G League who's coaching that G League team I, that's what I'm saying we need to we need to get into the <laughs> Westchester Knicks yeah <laughs> I have a Westchester Knicks hat that's a cool hat they uh, and now they got Kadeem Allen who I'm not saying Kadeem Allen's gonna maybe be a starter but he's sort of you look at him now you're like no this this there's got to be NBA minutes for him he's a, yeah. he's a player he's kind of a FanDuel all-star now nowadays <laughs> yeah, exactly Kadeem Allen <laughs> Guy, is a must know. start yeah, FanDuel is probably like thirty two hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> FanDuel All-Star. So huge value. Huge value. They for have Allen. developed some guards out of the G League. Um, yeah, they have a good little a good farm system going. Do you have a second favorite team since the Knicks have been hurting you? Who else are you rooting for? Or uh, well, you just the, watch good the basketball? The Cavs we've spoke about because yeah. I, I you know I, I'm not I don't want to go into Cleveland for Christmas yeah. and be <laughs> in hostile territory. Cavs count, but um, uh, competitive team. Who who do you? What I've always liked. I've always rooted for like the Lakers, not like in a like a obnoxious way. Like I, I living in LA, I lived in LA for eighteen years. Like LA is just cooler when the Lakers are good. I'm sorry, yeah. it's just a fact. It's a better. It's a better selfishly city to live in when like the Lakers are good. You could walk into a sports bar. And it's packed, and you can watch hoops, and everybody's and Lakers in the playoffs. It's hey, great. I'm right there with you, especially as a Laker fan. Yeah, LA's and I was a, a big Kobe fan, just on like, not even like the Kobe stands, as they say. Like, yeah. the, I just, I just, <laughs> I just love the way that guy played the game. Yeah, he was. I say he's the only player that like wanted the Lakers to win more than I did. Right, because the players come and go. Like, we got like Reggie Bullock is on our team. He's like he's not living or dying by these results. He's just you know here to have a cup of coffee, win some games. Yeah. But like Kobe really needed to win more than I wanted them to win. Did you see? Um, you didn't see Finding Giannis. So I'm, I'm guessing you also missed like the 30 minute D Wade special before the All Star game. Him and KG. Yes. Yes, I saw them talking about Kobe breaking Kobe's nose. And then D Wade's like, "Hey, Kobe <laughs> called me. I, you know, I called Kobe. I was like, Kobe, man, I'm sorry." And he's just like, "I love it." Yeah. <laughs> Kobe just that like, says no, it all. No. I love stories like that about Kobe, where it's I like it. he called me at three fifteen in the morning, wanting to get shots up, <laughs> and then I was there at ten p.m. and he was there. So it's like, so Kobe doesn't sleep, likes breaking his bones. I, I, yeah, I, I think Kobe. <laughs> Was I, the clo- I know we all compare who's the GOAT and blah, blah, blah. I'm just not even talking GOAT. I'm just saying 
who's the closest to Michael Jordan? Yes. It's Kobe. Yeah. Just in terms of the way he played, his competitive nature, how that's he could die, I, I think it's Kobe. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I yeah. don't think anybody would say that Kobe didn't model or try to clone right. his game after Michael Jordan. Right. Just the question is, how close did he get? Yeah. And I, I mean, he got pretty close. <laughs> yeah, man. five I mean, rings versus six. That's not bad. I miss Kobe. Did you, <laughs> you and me both, brother? Uh, did you watch the All Star game? Did you watch All Star Weekend? I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched everything, man. I, even, I watched the rookie guy. I watched it all. Yeah, I, it's hard I, to just not watch. I consumed it. I, all. I, I act like I don't care, and then I'm like on my phone, like streaming this uh, Rising Stars competition, which is borderline <laughs> a practice at this point. Like you talk about fixing the All Star game. Like you look at the rookie game, and it's like literally players on other teams passing it to their opponents so that they can do like this dunk contest. I think we could. Can we say we could maybe scrap the celebrity game now? <laughs> celebrity I, game? I think we're there. Oh, that's even below the Rising I think Stars. We're, I think we're at like, let's maybe do a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. Or, um, it definitely doesn't need to be, I don't need to see Dr. Oz at the free throw line in a televised celebrity game. I played in it last year when it was in LA. Wow, I that's a great play get. In it. And it's a lot of fun. Everything basically up until the game is fun. Yeah. So what's and what's going on before and after? It's like you're just like, first of all, they do like a cool. I mean, I gotta say the NBA and their like talent relations and all that is is second to none. They're it's great, outstanding. The night before, they had like private coaches brought in and like wow. a workout for us. So I showed up, and like Quavo was there. It was like who's now like the man of yep, the celebrity yep, game, yep. and like and um. You know, you get in this private workout, which really you see how awful you are. Right? Like, you're, I can't even do a simple dribbling drill. And I used to think I had like a handle. Yeah. And um, and then that next day, you get there. There's like a dope locker room with your jersey and like That's the awesome. bed. And then like, it, you just you just really feel like this is important. Yeah. Like this game matters. That's right. I'm just too competitive. Yeah. Like I want to try to play. <laughs> let's play basketball. Let's run pick and roll. Let's play defense. Like, you don't no, want to lose. No one wants to do that. No. Yeah. No one wants to do that. Is it more or less competitive than like playing Saturday mornings with those buddies? I found it to be less less competitive. Yeah. Less competitive. Way less. Yeah. <laughs> People just want theirs. Yeah, they they're not going to want... play defense. No. And I... honestly, I get it. I'm not saying like take a charge, but uh, just like stay and run back. <laughs> just get get back. Maybe. Jog back. <laughs> Candace Bergen, can you please get, get transition D? Just get back a little bit. So uh, That's your but it was right a, It was a great... It was a great experience. It was, but you're it was saying a lot of fun. Uh, when you watch it on TV, it's, it seems like it's unnecessary or the least necessary part of All Star Weekend. I, I think we, I think, I think we could figure out a way. I, I, I think we could figure out a way to to be more entertaining. I think when like unless we get Kevin Hart back, you know what they got to do is rock and jock. Like rock let's see great. fucking like. Or like what if you do like a, a three on three tournament uh-huh. with guys who you vet who you know guys and girls you vet that you know can play actual players and are in shape now i'm not saying we want to see like nba level action mm-hmm. w- dunking and all that but just like cool yeah. three on three to 11 it seems like you're either really pace. good at basketball or a really big celebrity odds are you're not both right <laughs> the more famous you are the less good you have to be at basketball to be in the all-star yeah game. like celebrity let's game. Let's let's. I, I think we could do like a March Madness style. Get twelve wow. teams, one and done. You're talking about out. the big three right now. Yeah, big three, <laughs> but with with celebrities who, like, you got to play pickup at least once a week. Yeah. Also, so a little pre qualifications before you get to the actual game. I would I would vet them. <laughs> I would be like, I'm coming. Oh, your pickup game Sunday. I'm coming. That could be your job next year for next year's game, dude. I would quit <laughs> acting. 
in a second <laughs> to just go around the world looking at pickup games, which celebrities are playing if, with which games. If they could, if they could pay my bills, <laughs> if that job paid, I would, I would be out. You would not see me on TV ever again, except during All Star Weekend. Of course, yeah, you got to be there because you're refing the games. Oh. You're the new commissioner of the celebrity game. Tee everybody up. <laughs> uh, Saturday night, you watch that the I skills challenge. Yes. Um, it was one of those rare nights where the skills challenge had a more exciting finish than like the dunk contest. Uh, it, it, it's, it's funny. It's just, it all seems to work out in the end. Like the skills competition, I remember when they put like the centers in there. I'm like, yeah, bigs versus doing? little. It actually is one of the more entertaining <laughs> parts. Yeah. We got a great ending. The dunk contest was really cool. I, I just wish, you know. I wish Dennis Smith Jr. was just making some of those dunks on the first try because some of those would have brought the house down. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to, like, get something on your fifth dunk attempt. And then, like, yeah, we saw you fail four times, so, like, I feel weird. But he's still, he was still getting tens because the dunk itself was great. I Okay, you want to know how I fixed the dunk contest? Yeah. Hot take right here. Okay. I would go back to the decimal system. Decimal. Meaning, obvious, like, I just think tens are too common yeah the problem is there's only they don't even give anything less than like seven yeah, like seven would, is for misses i would go back and then eight is for bad i would nine go back to medium. like 9.2 you know what that dunk was one of the best i've ever seen but let's keep an idea of what's a 10 that's right like dennis and smith what's jr like a jumping nine over five. yeah like, that's different yeah so a 9.5 is different than a 10 i think it's, a lot of the dunks we've seen over the years that were tens were like nine fives that's amazing right. dunks but like tens are like the Vince Carter reverse 360 windmill, windmill. is a 10. ten. <laughs> Michael yeah. Jordan for the first time ever jumping from line. the free throw line is a ten. ten. Aaron um, Gordon. Aaron Gordon ten. That's a ten to me. Zach Levine ten. around the back tens. There's other things that I've seen that I get tens that they're like Dennis Smith over J Cole. Yeah, like all right, it's maybe more than a nine, <laughs> but it's not a ten. <laughs> That's right. I think so. I, I bring back yes. the decimal system. I think in between, it's like a fi figure skating. You drop the lowest and highest scores. Yes, you get degree of difficulty in there. Yeah, and then I don't know about the multiple attempts. I think you almost have to do it in the first two because, like the. You should be able to get points for nailing your dunk attempt. Like when Diallo jumped over Shaq, he didn't like run and like jump over Shaq right. three times and then eventually do it. Yes. Um, it should be worth more if you get it on the first attempt. I agree. Bonus like, point. If you miss the first dunk attempt, or whatever, you should be capped at what your best score could be. Mm -hmm. So I, if you miss the first, like, okay, you now, you can only get a nine. That's right. And, and like, if you miss the second, you can only get an eight. John Collins was like virtually eliminated. They gave him eights for the first dunk, which was like, it was a fine dunk. It was a. He was, was trying some stuff, man. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I respect, he was, he went for it. The airplane thing was a little much, but the grabbing one side of the backboard and reversing on the other side? It's hard to jump over over anything anymore yeah. that's not a huge like a guy we love yep because blake griffin jumped over a car he did jump over a car so or at it, least the hood of the car yeah and look but still like we'll it'll always be compared to that so it's hard yeah. to jump over stuff and then um who else was in it the um who's the fourth guy that i'm completely forgetting oh uh oh uh miles bridges, bridges. he brought out mugsy bugs just took a picture with him did not jump over him right no yeah. uh, no no <laughs> just here's mugsy all right. Charlotte Legend. On to the next. <laughs> like, to the next. Yeah. I thought he was going to either dunk Muggsy, dunk over Muggsy. Muggsy's going to pass him an alley-oop. No. How are you with props? Do, uh, we, do we like props? Props are fine, but like the airplane too much. The cupcake on the rim, I like that. Gerald Green, right? I love the cupcake that on the rim. That was, Blowing I saw out that a one. candle. That's amazing. That's great. 
putting a sticker of your face at the top of the backboard, great. Love it. When you're bringing out like the drone to drop the ball to <laughs> do this, it's like, no, that's, you're trying too hard. Oh, Dunking over man. a mascot, great. But I, I don't appreciate the holding on to like the guy's back while you're jumping over him. Because the, then it's the like, slight, uh, yeah, you're getting a little more lift. Yeah, a little more leapfrog. So I would, yeah, I would bring back the point five. Point five. So I don't, I don't remember that they actually had that. I, I, I unless you're thinking the Olympics. No, I want to say Olympic diving. I, I, I don't know why I feel like when Jordan and Dominique battled, there was a decimal system. Like fifty I could be making that up. Either way, completely. The the suggestion is the point same. five. We need a point, point five. five. Should be judged on point five. Something in between nine and ten. Yep. I I would agree with that. Uh, onto the game itself. I, I always appreciate. I just think the All Star Game is fun, and I do. I think the draft system. You like the switch? Oh, I love it. I think it's. I think it's great because they are leaning into the storylines of like the off season. That's right. Which is great. You know, it's like, like what we, if LeBron was the GM? We watch more. We watch more intently on who LeBron drafts than right. actually his play in That's the All Star right. Game. Yeah, the draft was almost like more exciting in an right. off season standpoint than the game itself. And when you get the right personality, like Giannis was fantastic because. He talked a little trash. Then, like the Westbrook and Bead, the Westbrook Simmons. Did they train. ever like play on the court at the same time? Yeah. Westbrook and Embiid. I don't know, but like they, those guys don't like each other. They don't like each other, but like <laughs> they leaned into it all. So I, I just think it's really, it's really smart to just promote, you know, all those storylines. And now that you're playing for that, it's like kind of a cool thing to be that captain. Now you're playing for your charity. Your charity wants hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and I think it gets them playing a little harder. Bit harder. Where it used to be like they play the final minute. Now I think they play the second half of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Really hard. <laughs> and then not, not only that, but the players are into it. Like when Lillard was hitting those threes, like Durant's like fucking coming onto the court. And I was joy. rooting for, I was rooting for the, you just rooting for the comeback. Right? Yeah. Then LeBron's team goes up five. You start rooting for the other team. That's like, right. Just like you want to see overtime. I just yeah. want to see the final, I want to see it come down to a final possession. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a great all-star game. Yeah. And now we're into the second season, second half of the season. Or actually, the second, the third third of the season. Yeah, sure. the All-Star break happens with the third, yeah, games two left. thirds of the way through. Uh, quick hits about just today's NBA. Who do you have winning the East? Man. We got the top four plus the Pacers in there. Yeah, and oddly enough, the Pacers are on one of the hottest teams in the league without their best player. Six it's in strange. a row or something. And I like the Wesley Ma- – I mean, Wesley Matthews was a Nick for one game. <laughs> and now he's on the – That's right. They bought him the out. Pacers. He played one game. I think he had like eight points. And you're, the Knicks were like, whoa, he can help us win again. Yeah, no, we no, can't no. We that. don't. You, Get you, out of here. You, had, you were plus. <laughs> you were plus. We don't want that. We can't have that right now. If I had to pick right now from everything I've seen, I – I am leaning Raptors coming out of the East. Okay. Um, Why is that? Well, because you still do have, even though I don't have DeRozan anymore, a, a lot of that team is still the same with a lot of, basically, we would have been there already if it wasn't for LeBron experience. Like, the Raptors would have been in some finals. Yes. So so they I, got the chemistry going. And then you add a superstar who has a ton of playoff and finals experience with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I give them the edge, but I would not ever consider sleeping on the box man yeah i wouldn't consider like i don't want to bet against any of these teams like the celtics always find a way to win the bucks are awesome the sixers are like loaded and then the raptors it really is going to be the if if all goes chalk it will be the potentially one of the best best second rounds we will 
ever see. And how exciting is it that it's in the East? Like I know. those are the games that you usually skip, where it's like Milwaukee, Toronto. I'm like, all right, I'll yeah. watch this before the Thunder Warriors. And the first game. round still might have a little rough, you know, <laughs> yeah. Philly versus the Magic. Yeah, we might have a little rough. Go- Charlotte, the second Ma- Milwaukee. Round, if it goes chalk, one through four. Yeah. You know, one of those teams will get stuck playing the Pacers in the first round. That's going to suck. And one the Pacers of those teams? could do. I'm not trying to shut. It's not. I'm not trying to shut the Pacers out, but if if it goes one through four, oh man, if you got like a Boston Philly, yeah, Toronto, second Milwaukee, round, yeah. second round, we'll take that. Those are that great is, double headers, like four that's times better a week. than what the West has to offer. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the West is too top heavy. It's like the Warriors right. and everybody else. Yeah, two through eleven seem Although, to be man, interchangeable. The West could give you the best first round in a long time. Like if you have the war, if you have LeBron versus the Warriors in that's the great. first round, it's yeah. great. Denver OKC, Portland San Antonio, you stuff even have like, like that. A de- yeah, you could have like a Portland Houston matchup. That'd be I would awesome watch. too. That'd be, that'd be a lot of and fun. We're going to watch it all. It's going to be great either way. It's going to be great. You know the NBA is good when a Nick fan <laughs> can't wait for the playoffs. <laughs> I can't wait. How nervous, this is, uh, we're going to end here, but how nervous are you going to be? Like, do you know what you're doing for the draft lottery? Like, what an enormous moment in your life that will be. It's it's more than a game seven, right? Because it, it it dictates several years. It will get us game seven. <laughs> right. Possibly. Possibly. Like, I remember watching these draft lotteries as a Laker fan. Like, when it gets down to the final four, I'm like, I'm nervous. Like, it is Lakers-Celtics game seven. Um, You know what? In Are you going to watch? In the past, it really hasn't. I, I have that nervous feeling as it's getting started, but in my head, as we're go- as we're counting down backwards, it's like, <laughs> why it was soon to get to like nine? I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> and sure enough, the last couple years has been like, with the seventh pick, it's the Knicks. I'm like, like what? Fuck, How did that seven? happen? It's like we four teams slated. leap We dropped rub. three spots. <laughs> we were supposed to get, we were going to get the fifth pick. That's so, right. You were the only team that like dropped spots last right. year. Right. And even in the Porzingis year, we we thought maybe we'd get one, two, or three. Right. Somebody leapfrogged you. And it actually helped us. We got four and, and it helped. But right. um, God. Th- this is a big one. Well, it's a huge one. And I'm not, I would look number two, number three, you can still get a good player, but I think it's a it could be a vast difference between Zion and what you could get at three or four. Right, which is another guy from Duke. Although RJ yeah. Barrett looks great y- too. Yes. These, but, these, have you seen a Duke basketball game? They all look like NBA players to me. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I, I think Reddish is really good. A lot of people have cooled off on Barrett a little bit, but I still think Barrett is, you know, a really good player. Um, I, I don't know. All the experts say it's not a good draft. I, past the first, I'm like, not three. a big. I still watch college basketball. I used to be a college super fan, but I I just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. So I I usually check in around now, and then I get my get ready for my brackets. I was the same way with like basketball and football, and then like basketball just grows like a cloud until there's yeah. no space left. In your Although I to I care. did like three weeks ago, <clears throat> I went to a St. John's oh. Georgetown game. That's fun at, at Madison Square Garden, and this will make you feel like a like a '90s kid. I'm watching Chris Mullen coach. That's right. Versus Patrick, Patrick Ewing, Ewing while yeah. Alonzo Mourning's kid <laughs> is playing for Georgetown. That's right. Pretty and it's like Alonzo Mourning's like th- youngest son. <laughs> yeah, is playing for Georgetown. Yeah, they all have like similar. Like it's always like Kenyon Martin Jr. Yeah. So I'm just. I mean, Shaq's kids are going to be. That's right. It's it's all happening, dude. It's all happening. Pretty soon, it's going to be the grandparents that we're going to watch. Like <laughs> I saw Glenn Robinson the first play. He used to dunk once, from the free throw once line. Vince Carter. Is out. 
I don't. I think I'm old. And Dirk, I am older than every player in the NBA. Yeah, they're the, they're the last, last two. The from the '90s, the last '90s drafts. Once they they and this is their final year. So by next year, there wow. will not be one NBA player who's older than me. Wow, that's a moment. Yeah, that's a thing. It's happening. Uh, all right, sir. Thanks for coming by. Is yeah. there anything you wanted to promote before you get out of here? Um, what should, no, what should, I, you where know should what? people read? Or I want to promote. I want to promote. Every basketball fan out there, mm-hmm. you know the NBA <laughs> is better when the Knicks are good. Uh-huh. You know, because you, you'll either want to root for them or against them and you'll enjoy yourself. Because they're going to play on Christmas Day. They're yes. going to play on MLK You're going to see us, yes. all right? So I am promoting mm-hmm. the lottery. <laughs> and NBA I would like all lottery. of you to send out positive vibes to my Twitter, <laughs> at Jerry Ferrara, send out positive vibes for the Knicks lottery chances. It should be American Idol style. Like, why isn't it not call-in most votes wins? Like, let the public decide who gets the number one pick. Oh. Sorry, small markets. Like, you had your chance. Freeze you can still the get envelope. Giannis. Freeze the envelope. <laughs> Patrick Ewing style. Bring back the frozen envelope. It's ping we pong balls it. now. Frozen ping pong balls. Oh, God. That's what you should do. You should try to use your celebrity status to get to the back room where I think they find I, I've out. Been invited before <gasps> to the back room to the back room that's where you, you gotta like, go check yourself that's right because they know who wins the draft before anyone else <sighs> yeah, that'll I be mean, a cool moment it's it's it, it, it's on the table <laughs> i think i think that's the it's on and the then, bucket dude, list would i not be the good luck charm of all good luck charms that's right you were there that's one step below being the guy on the podium i'm not gonna lie my uh, well we could close with this okay my son is scheduled to be born may 7th is his due date right wow, okay. which is around Drafty. I yeah. think the lottery is like May something. Yeah. If the Knicks get the number one pick. Holy shit. Is Zion I... in play for middle name? Should it be Zion <laughs> Ferrara? No. Oh, you're going first, first name. name. <laughs> we come here to lay up. I'm talking like Zion Michael. That's my wife's dad's name. Zion Michael Ferrara. That's a great name. What a story. <laughs> what a story. I say put it in the ether, name it. I have. I've, speak I've it into this. existence, LeVar Ball style. I've pitched this to my wife already. And, I think uh, this is how Isaiah Thomas was named. Like the dad was a Laker fan, lost a bet to a Pistons fan, had to name his kid Isaiah Thomas based on like the 1990 NBA Zion finals. Ferrara. That's not a bad name at all. I'm, I'm all for it. We spoke it here, so there's there's audio evidence that I am down. Sir, thank you so much again for coming by. Thank you, man. Anytime. Thanks to you guys for listening. And uh, as always, we'll be back next week. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>